Have you ever considered a career in sales in the equine industry? Tune in today as I sit down with my dear friend, Adrian, and we talk about being told no, selling yourself, sacrificing, and strengths as she has grown an amazing career in equine pharmaceutical sales and at the same time managed to become a mom and continues to lead the way. Greetings, friends. Are you feeling frustrated or stuck in the student to professional transition? Looking for early career growth or dreaming of the next step in your journey to greatness? I'm Jody Lynch Findlay, your thriving equine professional, podcaster, speaker, and coach. Inside this podcast, you will gain clarity through tactical advice to better understand yourself and others. You will build confidence to boldly pursue your dreams on purpose. And you will grow your community, uncovering tools to cultivate an intentional community supporting your journey. So let's dig in. If you are ready to thrive, get the ponies fed, fill those water buckets, grab your journal, and let's grow, girl. I'm here to help you thrive, to live inspired, fulfilled, and empowered. Welcome back, friends. We are here for episode nine of the Thriving Equine Professional. I say this probably every week, but I could not be more excited for our guest today, one of my dearest soul sisters, heart friends. We have so much to talk about. And Adrian Haney Scales, you are, you and I together, we're going to probably have to turn the clock off in an hour. We could go for hours and hours, but you have so much passion and energy to share. You are a true thriving equine professional, and I am ready to dig into the advice that you have after such a long and successful career in animal health. So let's dig in and tell a little bit of your story and our story and all that you've learned since 2004 being in animal health and pharmaceutical sales. So tell us, Adrian, a little bit about who you are and where you are. Well, thank you, Jody. First of all, you know how much I love you and so excited and thrilled to be here. So thank you for asking me. And yeah, so I have been in the equine industry with the pharmaceutical industry now for almost 20 years. Next year will be my 20 year anniversary. I started in 2004 uh, with a company called DVM Resources. I was a distributor rep for three years, but as soon as I got into the industry, because of my passion for horses, for the equine industry, I knew like, and I told myself, I will work as an equine specialist for, at the time, Fort Dodge Animal Health one day. And so, yeah, so I started my career with Fort Dodge in 2007. I actually started up in Jody's neck of the woods. I was the rep for Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, and West Virginia uh, for three years. And then such is life in the pharmaceutical industry, companies get bought out. 
And Pfizer bought Fort Dodge and they created a new territory back down here in Alabama and Georgia, where I'm from. And home is always in and cover the whole state of Georgia and Alabama. Um, at times, I have covered some of the panhandle of Florida. And I've been doing that now as an equine specialist for Zoetis since 2010. So going on 13 years in this in this territory. Yep. I love it. And then <laughs> when when you and I met, so I yeah. applied for a job. So speaking of those buyouts and all of those things, I applied yeah. for a job with Pfizer and was hired okay. by Zoetis. Yeah. So yeah. I came in to, you know, kind of your circle. It was just early on in 2013. And I remember through that application process, when I landed that interview, which I was so excited to land, it was a courtesy interview. If you haven't heard some of that story, you can listen back. I think it was episode two or something, but we talked oh, a yeah. little bit about I, that. My interview, my interview with Fort Dodge was straight up courtesy. They had yes. no intentions of hiring me. No intentions. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, and, Well, and I think like we will come back to some of that because it really yeah. you have a lot to say about how important networking is. My word is community. Yeah. And, and that's what we're driving here is the understanding of how important that community is, which is why I wanted to tell our story early, because without you, I would not have gotten that job. And I didn't know you <laughs> then. So I have two dear friends, right, that I went to undergrad with and was on the equestrian team at Western Kentucky University, who happened to be your customers. And by yeah. that time, had become more than just customers. They had become yes. friends. So when yeah. I let them know that I landed that interview and I had this interview coming out there, said, oh, my gosh, you have to talk to Adrian. <laughs> you know, she is our rep down here. And right away, you, of course, being who you are, took the time to have that conversation with me, pick up the phone, give me some pointers for the interview and really prepare me. And I feel like very early on, you were an advocate to the people who were on that hiring team whom I did not know really yet. Right. And yeah, so it was a right. it was a short time frame to go through that interview process. But as I moved through and got to the second interview, I know that you were advocating from inside for That's me. Right. Yeah. And you just that was how our friendship began. And mm -hmm. we have been tight little unit since then. So talk a, a little bit about that networking and community and, and why you took the time to talk with me and then advocate for me. Oh, you have to. In this industry, if you just submit a resume online and it will get lost in a pile of hundreds. It will get lost in a pile of hundreds. I mean, yeah, it may get pulled by HR, but unless you know somebody, you will not get an interview. And just like Jody said, even though I was in distribution already when I took the job with Fort Dodge. And so what I did to back up a little bit, when I was in distribution back then, as distributor reps, they would send us to all the different manufacturers like Fort Dodge, like um, Merck and all the companies that those were the names of the companies back then to their headquarters to train about their products. When I went to Fort Dodge to train, after I was leaving that meeting, I said, I'm going to work for Fort Dodge one day. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I don't care what I have to do to, do, to get there, where I have to live. Like, this is my goal. So with, then I took that mindset and I told people in the industry, I was like, 
anytime y'all hear of a job with Fort Dodge and the equine spectrum, please let me know. And I just, I just told everybody, everybody that I thought could help make a difference for me, could help get me, get a foot in the door. And so when a job came available in Texas, I got a phone call from a Fort Dodge rep that I had reached out to. And they're like, hey, we have this position in Texas interest. And I'm like, yes, like sign me up. So Susan Shields at the time gave me my courtesy interview for uh, she was doing the the Fort Dodge rep a favor for the rep for the position in Texas. And then probably four to five hours after talking to her in person, she decided, I think this girl really means it when she says she wants to work for Fort Dodge one day. And they long story short, they had hired a rep for Texas. And so she said, how does Virginia sound? I looked at her and I said, I've never been there, but I'm up for it. And so that was when she knew that I was serious and this is what I wanted to do. And and so, yeah, you just, you have to meet people. You have to network. You have to let people know your intentions. You have to be ambitious and you have to be okay with being told no. Because I was mm. told no a lot before then. They did not want to hire a distributor rep with no equine background other than having horses of her own. And so, but then once I had the opportunity to had the opportunity to interview, Susan Shields said, All right, we're gonna push you forward. Like we're gonna see, I'm gonna go interview with Jeannie Jeffrey. I'm gonna go interview with Laura Prim and then the rest is history. And I was just, I'm an extroverted person, as you very well know, Jody, but I was just <laughs> passionate. Like, and I've t- I've told so many people that too, like if you can get an interview. You've got to sell yourself in a way, basically. Yes. Just because you have experience on paper, you may have all the sales experience in the world on paper, but if you get to an interview and you don't sound like passionate, you don't sound like this is something you want to do. You don't sound like you will take on the sacrifice of traveling, take on the sacrifice of being away from your family, take on the sacrifice of staying up late to do reports, then it's not for you. But if that's what you know that you want to do, then you have to best way possible that you know how in your interview, make it be known and sound like this is what I want. Such great advice, Adrian, because I, even as I talk with young professionals, I see so much early discouragement. And and when I say early discouragement, they have applied for four, five, six jobs, maybe they've not gotten any interviews yet, or they have not gotten the job. And when it comes down to it, four or five, six interviews is nothing. Four or five, six interviews Mm -hmm. and applications, it's nothing in today's world. Like you, you are probably going to have to go through this process of applying and networking at least 10 times before you get to a job. So I think that's just such great advice to say, you have to be comfortable being told no. And and it brings me, you often give, you always give such great advice, but you focus a lot on being patient. Number one, Mm -hmm. perseverance, number two, and embracing change, number three. So those really were kind of your three standouts as it relates Mm -hmm. to the process of yeah. earning and growing through these careers. So tell us what you mean by being patient. Rome was not built in a day. I know that's a famous <laughs> saying, but gosh, with everything, whether it be patience getting a job, patience 
getting the position that you want. And then once you get that career, patience with promotions, patience with knowing and understanding that everybody with that company does not think like you do. They do not function Mm -hmm. like you do. They do not execute a plan like you do. So you have to embrace grace along with your patients, which is hard for us top A personalities (laughs) to do because we are full speed ahead. Like, get out of my way. Let's do this. But it's a massive team that you are a part of. And so when it comes to sales, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to the career ladder, you got to be patient. You got to listen. You got to take advice. You got to seek mentorship. And then when you're being told, no, just know, like, go talk to people who are in positions that you want to be in and ask them, okay, what did it take you to get here? How long did it take you to get here? What process did you have to do to get here? How many times were you told no? And I guarantee you, you're going to be encouraged by what they say, because to get to where they are, higher up in a career ladder, if that's where you want to be for promotions, they were told no a lot. So yeah, so that you have, you have to be patient. And I know patience is such a positive, but yet negative word, you know, because, oh my goodness, you know, we have to pray for patience. It's so important to, and then just patience with like how you respond. Like I've learned a lot in my career because I am so top A and a bit sassy that if something happens that you're not okay with, like take a day, think it through, have the patience to give that other party or that other team or whatever grace and think and call a Jody, call a colleague and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking, but I need you to help me process it. Like patiently wait on your response because I promise you it'll be better for you in the end. So everything with this career is you have to embrace patience, which comes along with embracing perseverance too, and just pushing, pushing on, pushing on, pushing on. And with me, one thing that I have to constantly strive for is not to get complacent because I have been doing this for so long now, right? And I love it. And I love what I do. And I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful to have been able to find a career that I'm passionate about. But after almost 17 years of doing this, you can find yourself in a complacency. So that's why it's important to me to try to think, try to find things to do in my career outside of just my normal realm of calling on veterinarians day in and day out to challenge myself. So, because I love change. I mean, it. I get bored. And when people ask me about my career, the first thing that I tell them is, if you can't handle change, this is not for you. Because you blink your eye and you're going to have a different manager. You blink your eye and somebody's going to leave. You blink your eye and you're going to be called a different name. There is change going on all the time. And you just have to say, you know what? With this current change that has happened, life goes on. We're going to, and so that's one thing that I've, I've told a lot of people is if, if you want the same old, same old, same old day in and day out for many, many years, you need 
find something else to do because this is it's not going to happen. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of change. And some change is good and some change is bad. And if the change is not great, which happens a lot, nobody's perfect. So therefore, there's never a perfect solution. There's never a perfect plan. You have to embrace perseverance through that to say, okay, this did not work out as so-and-so had planned, but we're going to keep going instead. We might have lost some business over this, but we're going to keep going instead. We might have upset some customers over this, but we're going to keep going instead. Like you have to have that mindset. You can't let it defeat you. Yes. So much wisdom in your journey. And I'm going (laughs) to, I mean, you, you and I talk about this all the time after 10 years together and we uh, are rooming next door to each other and having the door open and having our morning workouts and all the things we've just (laughs) learned. So, so much about one another personally. Yeah. And, So I also think that the beautiful thing, like as you talk about that patience and the perseverance, but really what I I take out of that conversation, Adrian, is how well you know yourself Mm -hmm. and that patience and that perseverance have come in to your career as you've also completely grown personally. So Mm -hmm. I've watched you become a mama and (laughs) an amazing one at that. And I remember so many people because you and I are close and people are like, oh, is Adrian going to leave? You know, is she because we see that often when you decide you want to have a family and have children and you are Mm -hmm. working as a sales representative in a large geography where you're spending some nights out and doing the overnight Mm -hmm. travel. And there were so many people that asked, well, is Adrian going to leave? Is is she going to go do something else so that she's (laughs) not on the road and traveling? And I remember telling more than one person, if you know, Adrian, if there is anyone that will keep doing this and make it work, it's Adrian. So tell us about that as well and how you have, changed as a professional and become a mom and made all of this work because I mean your customers know your boys and you know your boys have gotten to travel with you also so tell us tell us that that piece of it yeah so I was fortunate to be able to basically established my career and worked for a while before I, before I had a family. So that was an advantage because I had already established all of those relationships. Not everybody has that opportunity to do so. Everybody's life looks different. Everybody's home looks different. Everybody's resources look different. But fortunately for me, I was in my career for 12 years before, before I had children, but I refused to even think about the idea of having children unless I could figure out a way to have kids still continue my career, still be a good mom and juggle it all. So I had to put, I had to make a plan. I had to know like, okay, if I'm going to continue to do this, this is what I'm going to have to have. This is what I'm going to have to need. And I knew that With my lifestyle and with my family living two and a half to three hours away, I had to have an in-home sitter. And so because I don't, our jobs are not eight to five, you know, there's some times that we're not home. There's some times that we're home at two. There's some homes, times that we're home like today all day and that you were asking about my children because Charlie 
walked up just when you were <laughs> just right? when you I think you, if it was Cooper he would have been in the screen like <laughs> but he's back there playing Charlie was like what's going on mom but so yeah so I ha- you have to have a plan and I've met so many people that decide to have that had decided to have kids in the middle of their career and I say okay well wh- what are you going to do for child care what are you going to do for well I haven't really thought about that yet and I'm like what like this is a big deal it's a huge deal. And the motto with our team, with my team um, at Zoetis that Mark Reading says is family first. And that's so true. And that's, I'm so blessed to be able to work for, for a team and a manager and a company that they truly believe that. And family does come first because that that's who, when your career is on, you're going to have your family. But if you're going to live by that, then you got to set yourself up for success to be able to have a family and your career at the same time. So I knew that I needed an in-house sitter who could travel with me. So yeah, so I hired Princey and she has become family over the years. And yeah, there was some times that I knew I needed to travel, but I had Charlie at the time and, and Princey loved to travel. So we just hit the road and my customer was seeing Charlie and, and I wouldn't take him to, to, into every, but yeah, so he, he was well-traveled by the time he was two years old across the country. And then after I had Cooper, COVID hit not too long ago. So we were home for, for a long time. But I tell you one thing, as a horse girl, for all of us horse girls out there, I thought that I loved horses until I had children. And it's just another level of love. But I'm still passionate about those horses. I'm still passionate about what I do. And I still have my horses, but I'll do anything for my boys. But yeah, you just, you have to have a plan and you have to make sure that that plan is going to work for you and for if you're married, your husband, your partner, whoever they that might be. I'm a single mom, so my plan has shifted. My plan has changed over the past year in a very big way. But another good thing about me establishing myself in the industry, becoming a senior rep with Zoetis, building those relationships is when I had to step back in the past year and change. Let's just talk about that word one more time. Change the way I executed my job, change the way my day looks, change the way my childcare looks. I did it because I'm, Mm -hmm. I embraced change. And because I had to, you had left when I became a single mom. And so those same questions came up. I'm sure you may have even had some of them. Oh my gosh, is she going to quit? Is she but is she going to quit? Because how is she going to be able to do this on her own now? I'm determined. So thankfully, um, I had a plan in place and luckily it has worked out and we're, nothing is perfect. Some days look great. Some days I'm like, my goodness, what am I doing? (laughs) Let's just make it to tomorrow. Tomorrow is a new day, but yeah. So (laughs) you have to just think about what's going to work for you. Think about what's going to work for your family. And it's a lot of trial and error too. There's so many, I have changed my routes so many times in the past seven years of being a mom. Oh my goodness, I have changed my routes. So, but that's the beauty about our career too, is Zoetta says, run it like you want it. We make our own schedules. 
You know, mm-hmm. we say where we're going today. We say where we're going to be in two months. We say where we're going to be. We could even schedule out till next year. I mean, we make our own schedules. We execute those schedules and I can work around that. And my customers, because literally my customers have become my family in so many ways. They're so forgiving if I have to reschedule because of a baseball game. They're so forgiving if I have to reschedule because of a pediatrician appointment. I mean, they're, they understand, they get it. They're, they are moms, they are dads, and they trust me after I've had the the 12, 13 years to build a relationship with them. They trust that they know I'm going to take care of you. I may not be able to take care of you in person right now, but I'm going to take care of you. And so that's another blessing that I had of being able to establish those relationships um, before I had kids. And let me tell you, when I say establish relationships, I was single. I had one dog and I had no children and one horse. And so, y'all, I lived on the road. I did. Mm -hmm. I lived on the road. Some people don't want to do that, but I knew like I racked up so many Hilton points (laughs) just from being gone all the time because I was just busting it to be able to be gone, establish those relationships and be set up for success as a mom one day if that yes. was something that was in the cards for me i didn't know at the time you know if i was going to be a mom i mean i embraced the idea of it but i thought okay well if i am going to be one day then i'm going to bust it right now while i can i don't have any other responsibilities back home and my work life balance it's work less life a little bit but that's what i chose to do because now i can focus so much on being a mom, but yet still have a successful career. But it took sacrifice in order to do that. So, Amen. That is exactly the word, Adrian, that I was going to bring up is we talk a lot about that. You know, you have focused on trust and I will say and establishing those relationships with trust and how much time that takes and how much effort that takes And it's very intentional, but I do want to very much focus on that sacrifice that comes early on in our career. And then even as we might change, you know, I have talked in previous episodes about the fact that I've had at least four dream jobs, right? They were my dream job (laughs) at the time. So anytime we do make a change, I think that early on making those sacrifices to establish who you are personally and professionally in the space that you're in is so key. And it really is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of your time and your energy and what you're you're doing in order to achieve that level of trust from your peers, your yeah. coworkers, your customers, etc. I mean, it is truly an idea to embrace, right? So as I say to our listeners, like when we say, let's grow girls, get your journal out and write down, (laughs) you know, some of these, some of these pieces of advice. So that would be an important word, sacrifice. And you need to really contemplate and think over what that means to you individually in the career that you're pursuing. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a place where if you're in a place like where I was and, and you and you don't have the responsibilities that some people do back home and you are free to be able to really focus on your career, do it. 
it will pay off in the end. And what, but let's be real, you know, my, you know, my desire for adventure, Jody. So I, I still played, I still traveled. I still yes. did my thing that lights my fire. Cause that is, that is who I am, but I lived on the road. I stayed in hotel rooms. I, I mean, I was gone all the time, but I'm like, what? I'm just coming back to a horse and a dog. Like, I can be gone. Like they're, they're going to be okay without me, you know? And so, yeah, so I, that was my choice. That was my choice to do that. Not everybody wants to do that, but for me and my story, it's paid off. Right. Ten, tenfold for me yeah. and, and yeah. my personal story, because that is, I was, I knew that I was trying to set myself up for success for the future because I work now so differently, you know, than I did back then, but I can because right. of what it took to get here yeah. and how many times I was told no. <laughs> yes. How many times a day can we be told no, right? <laughs> no, we were joking. I was uh, at one of my dearest clinics hosting. Uh, my favorite thing to do is to host continuing education meetings for veterinarians. And we were at Coosa Valley Equine and Dr. Wagner and I were joking about how 10, 12 years ago when I first went in the hospital, like he'd run the other way. He was like, oh, all, he's a surgeon and all, all she had to talk about is vaccines and he'd eat my food and he'd say <laughs> hello. And then he'd make up an appointment to go see because he didn't want to talk about what I had to talk about. And then fast forward 10 years later. And when I go, you know, everybody sits down and we talk and we chat and it's just, it's so important to sit back and reflect on where you've come from and how mm -hmm. long and how it took you to get there. And and be thankful for not only perseverance, but the people that have helped pave that way for you too. And man, it's, it's been a journey, but it's been a journey that I have been blessed to be a part of and one that I definitely continue to keep going on. <laughs> yes. So people let's, let's rewind a little bit. I focus very much on community. We talked about that at the beginning of your story and how important that truly is building that community of people, not only with your customers, which we've talked a lot about and you are extremely successful with, but now let's talk about the organization that we're a part of. You know, yeah. you talk a lot about the team that you're on. And so let's focus on how you build mm -hmm. those relationships and how important that community is within the organization that you are a part of. Oh, it's so important. My team now is is led by Mark Reading and he, I love the saying attitude reflects leadership because he is a fabulous leader and he, when times are tough and we are at our wits end, Mark is, has the ability as a leader to pull us all up. But then we all kind of do that together because we, we, we lean on each other in those ways, but we have a very strong mentorship program in Zoetis too, to where if you're hired as a sales rep or you're hired as a, in the market, wherever you're hired, um, you will be assigned a mentor that you can reach out to for questions to help you with all the processes that you will go through as a new rep. And I, I love being a mentor. It's one of my most favorite things to do. Days are hard sometimes, no matter what you do. Sometimes we get great news. Sometimes we get not so great news. Sometimes we have a sale to a customer. Sometimes we're told no. And to be able to just 
reach out. And even if you're not looking for an answer, just to be able to reach out to your, to your coworkers who you call friends and just say, I just need to talk for a minute. Or can you just listen? It's huge. And you don't always, one thing that I'm learning about myself is I'm a pleaser and I want to fix everything. <laughs> I want to fix everybody's problems. If you come to me with a problem, I just, I want to help you fix it, but not everybody wants you to fix it. They just want you to listen. And if they ask you to help fix it, that's great. I'm working personally and professionally on, okay, Adrian, when people come to you for, for an open ear, doesn't mean that they want you to solve their life. It just means that they want you to listen. And so I've been, I'm trying to, I'm not always successful with it, but I've, I'm trying to, to embrace that more, like I said, both personally and professionally, especially as a senior rep to just listen and empathize and say, I understand. I've been there. I get it. I have carried that torch the same, but yeah, we, I'm so thankful for our community, for our team, um, for our leadership. And um, when times get tough, it's good to reach out to those colleagues and just talk, chat, vent, laugh, cry. Yes. So it's important to do. I agree completely. And it's part of the fun of it, right? Is Mm -hmm. just growing that family that you have. And now we all have people from coast to coast, you know, that we're like, oh, oh, I, I we forget that we only see each other in person three or four times a year. Sometimes oh, no. yeah. some of those are the cl- the people you're the closest with because of those conversations and that camaraderie and that understanding of what you do every day yeah. and, and yeah. how it all works. Now, the other, the final thing I want to talk specifically about, you love to talk about finding your strengths, knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned that a couple of times, one of the things you're working on currently, because we are lifelong learners and we love to, one of my favorite areas is professional development. You are a master of events and continuing education. <laughs> finding and knowing your strengths and using them. So tell us a little bit about why that is so important to you and why you love to give that advice to our early career listeners. Yeah. So my strength, like you said, my most favorite thing to do is to plan from the beginning to the end, um, continuing education meetings for veterinarians. It kind of lights a fire under me and it gives me something to do other than just traveling across my territory on a day in and day out basis. And it's something that honestly, the biggest reason I, I probably enjoy doing it is not because it make it allows me to be the hostess for the mostest, but my veterinarians appreciate it. And they've learned to know and understand like, this is what she does. Like, so like come January one, they're like, okay, what's coming up, Adrian? Like, we know this is what you're going to bring to the table. And they, and I've had so many people say that they really appreciate that, but not everybody likes to host. Not everybody likes to plan. It's a lot of extra work. So that's why it's important to find those things that your strengths, find those things that you shine at and focus on those things. So you don't find yourself complacent. So you don't find yourself, not that we're ever bored in life, goodness, there's always something to be done. But so you do still have that desire to persevere when times get tough, when you're told no, when you get an unfortunate email about somebody leaving, like find things that drive you, find things that challenge you, 
I think as sales professionals, we enjoy a challenge. You know, we, I mean, we're competitive, right? That's just who we are. If you're in sales, if you're, if you're not competitive and, and you don't like a challenge, I don't know if sales is necessarily <laughs> where you, where you right. need to be, but I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying, Ooh. so yeah, so you, you've got to seek those things. And, you know, I think too, over the years, as we grow, and we get older, I think we find new strengths. I think people, what's the saying, Jody? you can teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, I'm always wanting to learn something new. I mean, yes. I'll never be good at analytics and and, we're, and we all know that. Thank you. Marketing loves me anyways. <laughs> Don't give me a spreadsheet. No, no, no. But I think we always need to be open-minded to learning new things, embracing new things, finding new strengths because we change as we grow yeah. older. You know, we're not hopefully always the same person and you got to, is that word change again, Jody? Yes. You got to embrace it. <laughs> you got to embrace it. I've changed, you know, I, not too long ago, we took a disc profile and you know me, I love personality things. Yes. I love taking those tests. It's just, it's fun for me. Well, when I first started my career and I took a disc pro- profile, I was an off the chart, uh, like no yep. other letter registered in my disc profile, like nothing. Well, when I took the disc profile again last year, it's funny, my, my stepdad is in sales too. And he said, I think yours has changed a little bit. And I was like, really? He said, mm-hmm, I can see some D in there. And by golly, was he right. My D and my I are right on the, like I'm even. And I think wow. that has just come with building confidence every years, uh, learning yes. how to have what we call courageous conversations, learning how to say no, which is a big, big, big deal. And yeah. being okay with that and learning that it's okay. like, you're not going to make everybody happy. You can try, but you're never, ever, ever going to make everybody happy. So yeah. So change happens within the industry, but change happens within yourself as life slaps things on you, you know? And so I have changed from an off the chart I to a exactly in the middle D I and I'm proud of that. I'm like, yes, bring on the D. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Now for our listeners, um, you know, you'll get me, I, I could, we'll, we'll probably have to have a whole episode on disc one day. Yeah. I am <laughs> certified to facilitate disc. That is how Yay. important I believe that development is and understanding ourselves. And so yeah. I call that becoming our most effective self. So I couldn't agree with you more on how much of a responsibility it is to each of us personally to continue our own personal and professional growth. So that disc, that tool for me is a very special one because it is a pretty simple, b amazingly accurate and (laughs) you know c just offers us such an opportunity to truly understand ourselves and others the people that we work with the people that we interact with and the customers that we have so i do a lot of disc work in coaching and speaking and those kinds of Mm -hmm. things so these things that adrian is talking about about being a d and an i you can be a d you can be an i an s or a c if you have no idea Mm -hmm. what we're talking about and want to learn more (laughs) let me know because i'm i'm doing a lot of that 
It so really much. is. And obviously it's, it comes to no surprise to those who know that model, the behavioral model that I am a very high D uh, <laughs> yeah. I am a, a DI and you are probably yeah. an ID. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, we have tremendous passion and enthusiasm for what we do and who we serve. I think yeah. you and I both love to serve. I love that you brought up, you know, the art of saying no and how yeah. we have learned over the years. And that comes into setting boundaries, but mm -hmm. really being intentional and purposeful and authentic. I think yes. those are probably just those three words, like who am I? And I always say, I want to be a better Jody today than I was yesterday. That's my Absolutely. responsibility on purpose with intention and authenticity to do just that. You, Adrian, are yeah. a beautiful example of that, you know, just continue to kind of show the world. So I wanted to make sure that our listeners, again, many being that college senior or early career professional young woman that wants to pursue these crazy careers in animal health <laughs> and yeah. equine. And, you know, that there are those of us out there with five, 10, 15, 20 years of experience that are cheering you on. We are here to say it can be done and we will champion you. We will mentor you. We will share our good, bad, and ugly. We don't want to gloss over the fact that many of our conversations over the years are with tears. You know, oh, yeah. some yeah. of those are happy tears, but a lot of them are frustration tears or hurt mm -hmm. tears or anger tears, whatever that is. That is part of the journey. No matter mm -hmm. what path we choose, it's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it is the the art of sacrifice that nothing worth having is ever easy. And nothing easy mm -hmm. is usually worth having. That's right. So I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Adrian, as, as we wrap up today, tell our listeners, give our listeners any final words of advice, encouragement, your heart, your passion comes through every conversation. I, I couldn't be happier to have you on in these first <laughs> early episodes of the thriving equine professional. That's right. And, and so I, I just want to make sure that our listeners know you. Yeah. So anytime, first of all, I'll say, um, if anybody wants to talk to me, um, whether it be over the phone, in person, if you want to come down here to Alabama, we're quite friendly down here. I will be more than happy to talk to any and everybody about a, a career, a career path, uh, give you some advice. So Jody, you can reach out to Jody to get my number. I would be more than happy to do so because guess what? If somebody didn't do that for me, I wouldn't have been here today. Um, but I will say with that, you have to make the first move, like we say in a relationship. You have to be the one to persevere. You have to be the one to be ambitious. You have to be the one to, oh my goodness, Adrian didn't call me back. I don't guess she wants to talk to me. Nope. Adrian's life is crazy busy and I might have forgotten. So guess what? You're going to have to call me again. You have to be the one to bug people. You have to be the one to show that like, okay, this chick's serious. You know, she, she or he or whoever it is, like 
she really wants to talk to me, you know? Um, yes. You have to be the one to put your, put both feet in front of the other and keep, and keep going and network and ask questions. And just because you're on this podcast or just because you, you know, Jody and I are just because you've met a couple of veterinarians, we're not going to just, I'm sorry, but we're not going to just lay these things in your lap. That's not how the world works. I've had so many people just contact me over the years about my career and they'll make a contact and then they disappear. And I'm not going to go chasing after you to help you get to where you want to go. You got to do the chasing. And in this industry, the chasing may look a little bit harder than it does in some other industries because it is sales, because it is pharmaceuticals, because it is corporate America. You, you, you've got to do the chasing and just embrace that it takes time to get to where Jody and I are. It takes time to get to where I am with my customers and their and my relationships with them. It takes time to understand how, if you do this career, what your day is going to look like. As a mentor, I tell every single rep, you do, don't look me in the face and tell me you got this until three years from now. You give yourself yeah. three years, three years, because you're going to be drinking out of the fire hose for a while. And you might in a year be like, oh, you know what? I think I got this. And then there, there comes another fire hose. And I'll never forget a rep calling me one day and he just reached surpasses three more. And he's like, oh my gosh, Adrian. And I'm like, what? He said, you were so right. I was like, what are you talking about? He said, it's three years. And like, I think I finally get it now. I think I'm going to be okay. Like my, uh, my people know me. I know my people, you know? And so that's what I tell everybody. Give yourself, I don't know. It, it's just, it's like, it's like a marker for me, a three-year mark. So just persevere, push forward, network, communicate, 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 bug people. I mean, if you're bugging people, that shows that you want it, you know? Yes. And so, um, and just don't give up. But before you start seeking what it, a career, you got to make sure and really do some soul searching within yourself. Is this what you want to do? So hop in the truck with reps, go shadow veterinarians, you know, because from the outside looking in, it doesn't look the same as it does, you know, in the nitty gritty day in and day out. I mean, I've had, I've had people ride with me and at the end of the day, they're like, oh my goodness, I. I want to do this. This is exactly what I want to do. This is amazing. And then I've had people ride with me in the day. They're like, nope, not today, yes. Felicia. <laughs> like, this, is, <laughs> this is not for me. And that is okay. Like that's awesome thing about life. We can't yes. all do the same thing, but there's a yeah. place for you somewhere. It may not be in pharmaceutical sales, but there's a place for you somewhere. But at least, you know, at least right. you didn't seek this position out thinking that this is what you wanted to do, you get the job and then you're miserable. Yeah. So shadow, seek mentorship, ask questions. I mean, go ride with people. I mean, that's so important. It's so important to do that, to know if this is, if this is something that's for you, because you don't want to wake up on the, on the edge of two years in and be like, I don't know if I can do this. It's not a yeah. great place to be. It's not a great place to, Starting over is is scary, you know. So know know what makes you tick. Know what makes you thrive. Know what you want to do, 
and take the steps to do that before you even start pursuing what you think is going to be a great career career for you. Amen. And (laughs) it's the business of people and it's all the business of people. And to your point, the more time we spend talking with people and pursuing a better understanding of what they do, what we might want to do, who's involved, how it works, what it looks like. I will never forget one intern that rode with me. And at the end of the day, because as you say, some of them know, absolutely not. And her words were, I just, I didn't expect people to be so mean. Well, I never once that day thought that there was anybody mean, (laughs) you know, like there was nobody mean, but it to our point, as we well know in a sales career, I mean, I've been with Purina and I've been with Zoetis. So whether it's speed or nutrition or pharmaceuticals, they are not there waiting for you to come talk with them. But like none of our customers are just anxiously awaiting for the next sales rep to walk through the door and want part of their day. Especially Dr. Robin Barrow. (laughs) Oh, yes. Dr. Barrow talking about you. Oh, yes, she will. (laughs) Val will too. Uh, Val will laugh. Sorry, I just had to throw that one in there. Yes. Our favorite people in social circle, Georgia. So, but again, Adrian, I know, as I said, I know that we could talk all day about this, but truly yeah. at the end of the day, it is pursue your passion. Your three points that you've solidly made today is be patient, perseverance, yeah. look up the word and really understand what that means to you and your career journey mm-hmm. and embrace change, embrace yeah. it because it is happening every day, all day. That is, that is just the way that it works. And then, you know, we added on Adrian to certainly find and know your strengths. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that's just so important. And that truly is an evolution. And that changes very much from that student to professional transition into our early career into a more tenured career down the road. So, so much wisdom today from (laughs) one of my favorite people, my little biscuit, as I call you my country biscuit. And I adore you as always. I appreciate you sharing your time with the young people who are pursuing the same kind of passion and success that you and I have just gotten been so blessed by. And most importantly, the people, because this is a true example of how my career and personally and professionally, I've been so blessed by you. So thank you for being you. And to our (laughs) listeners, please don't hesitate to reach out to any of us at any time. If you have questions, if we can help you or support you. Along, of course, with the Thriving Equine Professional Podcast, I invite you to join me on LinkedIn and also the group that I've created there, the Thriving Equine Professional, so that we can continue some of these conversations on LinkedIn as well as you continue to grow your community and pursue uh, careers in the equine industry. You can reach me directly as well at www.jodyspeakslife.com. That's Jody, J-O-D-I, speakslife.com. So please don't hesitate to reach out. And my friends, I hope you have enjoyed this episode filled with wisdom as much as I have. And we are wishing you an amazing day. And we will see you next week for episode 10. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Friend, I hope this episode inspired and empowered you to keep growing. 
If so, first, I want you to go share it with a friend. Second, I would be so grateful if you would pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review so I know you're here. And finally, come join me in our private LinkedIn group, The Thriving Equine Professional, as we build this community of equine leaders.